everyone. So happy to have you here with Angela Profit. Thanks for joining us at A Turn of Events. Here to help you put a positive spin on the future of your events. I'm Annette Nave, and my company's Nave Productions. We help with virtual events. So if you are, if you have a live event and you don't know how to turn it to a virtual event, we would love to help you. So please contact us. I can give you some great advice. We can also help you produce it, or you just have, you're trying to think of an event to do and you want to go virtual, because virtual is obviously the way to go right now. So love to talk to you about it. We have lots of great ideas. So my guest tonight, today is Angela Prophet. I just love her so much. She's one of my best friends, an amazing event producer in the MR, our industry, and she has so many amazing tips. She does a million things. So we're going to talk about all of those. First, Angela. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, how, where you started. You have such a crazy background. So go ahead, Angela. Ooh, I started, well, first, Annette, thank you for having me. I love you dearly. We've known each other for probably over a decade now. Yeah. And we've watched each other grow and rise above all of the craziness because this is not the first recession type thing we've been through. And so I started almost two decades ago. And I went, well, first I went to school to be a psychologist. So I worked in mental health. I worked in a morgue. I worked at an AIDS clinic and I just love to help people. But what I realized in my healthcare days is that it was really depressing. And so on the side, my family had a venue for 35 years. And so I just kind of grew up around like decorating and like wedding planners and designers didn't exist back then. Like it wasn't a thing. And so when my, my parents' friends, their kids started to get married and my parents were very involved in the Catholic diocese, they're like, hey, your two girls know how to decorate. Can they help us? And so we did it for fun for a couple of years. And then that turned into, we're not Catholic. We're not getting married here. Can you come here? And then that turned into, I'm not getting married in Nashville, but can you come to this island? And so we've just grown over the past two decades and we've been through ups and downs, but we always find a way. And in 2010, Nashville flooded, completely flooded. And I'm so thankful at a very, very young age, I learned about electronic medical records. And so I learned the power of going paperless, gosh, before I was 20. And, you know, I had some things happen to me way, way long time ago when we were using floppy drives. I didn't even know what a floppy drive was. But yeah. my crashed. And my car was broken into my planner, which was my Bible, my life, which my life was so not important back then. I like taught gymnastics and, you know, worked at a hospital. And I didn't know that that was going to prep me for helping people manage millions of details and dollars, you know, years later. So in 2010, when our town flooded, a lot of our creative vendors and our partners, they lost everything. And so I started teaching free classes for fun on how to be more productive, but still make a profit, but keep all your stuff paperless. Mm-hmm. And then here we are another decade later, exactly 10 years later, almost to the month, people, which is scary, where now people are finally being forced to listen about technology and about being paperless and virtual and having processes and procedures and what all that means. So that company is like going very strong. And then most recently, my most recent venture is I co-founded a co-working space for women in Nashville. And we just opened back up. So yeah, like Annette said, I do a few things. (laughs) Well, as planners, you know, we have this, uh, you know, we have these crazy minds that we're just always trying to find something creative to do and different. And you have to, especially now we have to switch it up and I, we've been saying this pivot word which you know we're always getting sick of that word now but so I so you also have a psychology background right so how did take psychology shift it um first of all you're a celebrity wedding planner which is you've done a million celebrity weddings which is pretty exciting and crazy at the same time but how did you take psychology into working, you know, coming into the event industry? And how, do you, how does that work for you? Well, when I worked in the mental hospital, we would do so many assessments on our patients. And what I started to realize is there was one specific methodology. It's called True Colors. And I'm not talking about the color of anyone's skin. Okay, I'll explain. <laughs> um, 
but it was the only thing where people would actually like open up to me. And what I started to realize is because it's easy. You don't have to really read anything. It's with pictures and colors. And very quickly, you can assess someone and kind of know how their brain is wired based on their body language and what they go to. And so when I started my events business and wedding planning and working with a lot of emotional people, it's really emotional money spending is what it is. Let's be honest. Um, I started to use true colors. And then I wrote a book for the wedding industry because I'm like, it's very prominent in the healthcare industry, but not a lot of people knew about it in the events industry. And they tried to sue me. I didn't know they were a book company. And they're like, you can keep your book, but you have to be certified. So in 2013, I went to their university. I got certified. I was kind of salty about it, but like, it's the best thing I ever did. And so I'm, I'm still go out for corporate corporate will hire me to go out and facilitate these workshops. And when COVID started, their CEO actually reached out to me and he's like, I know you know how to get all this stuff online and we need to put our trainings online immediately. Can you help? And so now they're actual a client of ours, which is really neat. And so having the four different personalities and just very high level understanding, there's gold, green, blue, and orange. And golds are very type A. They're very loyal. They're not so much risk takers, but they love a to-do list and they love deadlines. And I'm so good at making a to-do list, but I'm awful at doing it. And so having a right hand that is gold is so important. In a client's perspective, these are the clients. They know exactly what they want. They come in with their notebooks. Their managing of expectations can be a little bit difficult sometimes. And so you have to earn their trust. If you drop the ball on one thing, they will never, ever, ever respect you again. So you might as well just quit. And it's just, it's hard. And then blue people are wonderful at customer service. They are, they truly care. They are very passionate. Their happiness comes from other people's happiness. From a client perspective, they don't want to make a decision to save their life. They want everyone else to make a decision for them. But again, my job as the planner or the therapist sometimes is to get to the core of what what really makes them happy. And then greens are very introverted. They're analytical. They're, they just want the, the facts. Give them the facts, the research. They kind of know everything. And they're always learning. And they work best alone. And then you have the oranges, much like Annette and I. <laughs> Most entrepreneurs and people that love to market, like we're kind of seen as like the life of the party where we're out there taking risks. I've been called reckless a lot recently because they're like, Angela, you don't think things through. And I'm just like, yeah, let's try it. And then if we fall on our face, we learn from it. We get up, we do it something different. You are are fearless for sure. (laughs) You don't care. You'll pick up, you'll pick up your phone. You could just woke up laying in bed and you don't care. I'm not that girl. Like I, you know, doesn't usually happen for me, but that's one thing about you. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the colors. Is that, is there any more on the colors? Cause I, I, you know, I love that whole concept. I just cannot, you've been living it. So I can't remember it. So it's something that, don't you have a course or something that you teach on it? Isn't that yeah, part of it? There's a, there's a workshop and then we actually developed a, it's called GSD, get shit done. Yeah. And the first, there's four elements of getting shit done. And the first component is understanding your team understanding right. audience we use this for everything yeah. so that we customize the message the way the people need to hear it and right. again not growing your team I use it every day in my personal life and my professional life but most recently we've been having companies reach out for like I just taught to a women's retailer shop there were 30 different owners of different retail shops on there and we did true colors so coming out of COVID they could better hire smart because they were having to really condense their teams. And they, I mean, you really need all four colors to make the world go round and make your business go round. But when you have to pick and choose, it is very difficult. So it was the first Zoom that I did with like 35 people on Zoom. It's much more fun in person, but you know, I can. I know. Well, I, you know, I learned that early on. Well, actually it took me a little while to learn that I needed to hire people that were strong in specific areas and their personalities. I thought, well, I can train someone to do that. That's not always the case, whether it was logistics or on-site. There are people who don't like, you know, for my business, 
Some people just don't like to be on site. Some people don't like to do logistics. So, you know, they're just, there's, you have to know who is strong in what position and it makes such a difference. I used to try to load people up with like, okay, so I can do 10 events at a time. So can you? Well, it doesn't work like that. So, which is why I run the business and they don't. But yeah, so it's really important to understand that. I just think it's such an amazing thing that you teach and it changes everything. I know when you and I, Angela, and I coach together, she coaches me on a lot of different things and keeping my business going and it's helped me tremendously, especially with this paperless thing, which we're going to get into. So, so this, this segment's on productivity to profit. And I want to talk about, there are some people that think that productivity is overrated. What is your take on that? They don't know what they don't know. It's okay. They just have to learn. And you know what? It takes change. And unfortunately, the trend that I've always seen is that people don't know they have a different way until there's a tragedy. Until they lose something because we're just too busy. Like we're too busy to change. Like it's easy to grab a post-it note and a pen and write it down. But when you're running a company, you really have to stop and think, how can I delegate this task? And trust me, people, I'm a control freak and it does exist. You can delegate, but you have to train, you know, potty train the brain. I like to be fun with it because I'm orange, but What I find, it's not overrated at all. If you stop and take a little bit of time to set up your computer, set up your phone, set up every app, and you take the time to train on the front end, and, you know, again, we call it GSD days. We do it once a month internally, and then you have a process and a procedure And you're constantly working through it. And that's the important thing. You can't just, it's like automation. You can't set it up and say, I'm going to wake up and make a million dollars overnight with a sales funnel. It doesn't work like that. You have to nurture it. You have to communicate with your team. You have to communicate with your clients. You have to troubleshoot. But once you get that solid process, oh my gosh, you have so much time freed up because these little aggravations of time sucks, as in I call them just noise and distractions, they're gone. They're gone. Well, you've taught me that a lot. And I, you know, when we first started coaching together years ago, you know, I sat in her office and all of a sudden I've got all these notifications coming up and dinging and emails. And I mean, it's the craziest thing. So you shut that all off, which is amazing because we don't have to look at everything 17,000 times a day. And I mean, I'm still distracted. Everybody is. I pick up my phone. I'm like addicted. It's disgusting. You know, it's not good. But, you know, you especially now it's a different time. I don't have as many emails coming in because, you know, events are a little a little slower right now because of that. But so that's that's the crazy thing. But so I know that you're a huge Apple and, you know, like advocate. What do you call yourself? Guru? Like everything Apple is crazy, which is amazing because you when, you know, my first problem, you did a workshop, I don't even know, it was like eight years ago when you first started talking about Apple. And I think you still offer this, but it, there's a lot more to it now. And it was just setting up your Apple systems. So your phone, your laptop, your desktop, your whatever's all synced together, which is super important. So why don't you talk about like how to do that? What's like updating your devices as well. Like there's so many things here, but why don't you start with that and how, what's your connection with Apple? And I know you're not like, talk about that. Yeah. So it's funny because my very first Apple product was actually the very first iPad. I, I didn't have an iPhone. I, and I got it for drawing, like for floor plans. I had a droid. And I had a BlackBerry before that. And I loved my BlackBerry. I still have BlackBerry thumb. And I loved my droid. And I was not changing until one day I went into the Apple store and, you know, kind of like made friends with all these people in there. I I started to go to the the free classes, which again, as busy entrepreneurs, like we just don't do it. But it's important to take the time out at least an hour a week, people to work on your business, on in your business. So I learned that at a young age from a mentor through SCORE that I was working with. And so I made friends with the guys and this one Apple rep was like, I'm going to give you an iPhone and you're just going to take it and use it for a week. And if you don't like it, you can bring it back. But I really, he's like, you're missing out. Like you're not, it's things 
sink. Like, and I didn't understand. And I'm like, there's a workaround. I'm like, my joint works just fine. But what I didn't realize is like, there was a delay. Sometimes the workaround breaks. And so I did get familiar with the iPhone and what Apple has been doing over the years is following the trends. And of course, Facebook being one of the largest companies, they, whatever Facebook is doing, trends follow. And so Apple has made a lot of changes over the years where every single time you get a device, you want to take at least two hours. And it's like, it's like feeding your baby and changing diapers. Like you have to do that and you should be doing it. You know, if you have a baby. It's the same thing with a computer. Like you got to set it up people and everything that I've learned through Apple, I have learned the hard way. Yeah. And that's why I, like, I know and Annette knows this about me. Like in some of my classes, people are like, Oh my God, you seem so angry and pissed off. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I'm just very passionate about making sure that your shit is hooked up. Right. Because if you lose your photos or you lose your contacts, you know, the number one thing is people don't understand how to sync everything together and you have to stop. And it takes five minutes to set up your system preferences. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's highly frustrating. Right. Most people, I think it should be illegal to buy any Apple product and walk out of the store without taking a free class, even yeah. if you're happy with an addition. And so what I've learned over the years, I have a joint venture with the Apple business in Nashville and anywhere we go in the world, I always go to the Apple store. It's like kind of my thing now. It's like any country I'm in, I have to go on the Apple store and take a picture. And so I collaborate with Apple on building new apps. I'm on tech advisory boards to know like what are the newest things coming out and how can we teach and train business owners? So when they have a big company come in, I can't even tell you how how crazy it is where they go all from PC to all Mac. We'll go in, we'll train the crowd. We do true colors first right. and then teach them the shortcuts. We, and it, you only have to do this one time, people. Right. Well, you get a new computer or a new phone, but at least you have the, the awareness and the knowledge of where your emails are going and where your contacts are mapping and where your notes are mapping. And again, it just takes a little bit of time. And usually in the first, in two hours, I can very quickly help people find their stuff. And it's like Apple offers this for free, but where I differ, because a lot of people ask me that, is I'm a business owner. I'm in the trenches just like all the business owners. So I kind of know exactly what they need. Where at Apple, you might have a nine-year-old kid who wants to edit their TikTok videos and a 65-year-old grandma who's trying to figure out how to text pictures. And yeah. so we come in and we keep it very high level for business owners. And then it's like life-changing. I mean, you know this, Annette, because you've been I am, well, just, we mentioned paperless. I'm paperless. Like I have, in which you still cringe at. I have little folders that I use when I first get a new client and I have little notes and I have to, you know, I, I, I have to print some things off of the computer because I, I can't read documents and things, contracts and stuff off a computer. And I like to print them. So I have a little folder. You still hate that. I don't know how you don't have, you know, a folder at all, but I don't like everything. I have no papers and I can't stand it. So I did that a long time ago. So let me ask you a question about the putting all the systems together and it's all should be iCloud, right? So through the iCloud, which I'm still trying to learn. Think I'm having, you know, I'm having issues with my contact, which we have to talk about, but because they're not syncing together off my phone and my computer, some are on there and some are. So what happens when you update your devices? Does that change everything? Do they have to consider that? I know you mentioned system preferences. So there's some things in there. Give some tips on there of what they should do, because I know you had some great tips about system preferences and what was important about having too much on your system. Are you able to do that without showing it? Yes. So, well, the top things with system preferences, I mean, I can just pull up and, and, and tell you the most important things. And again, like even if you're on a Windows-based system, you still have these things. Like you still right. want to look at things. The number one thing to look at on your system preferences is your notifications. Turn them off, people, okay? Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, I get it. Like, I want a little message. Like, if I get a text message or... You know, there are a few notifications that I keep on, but a lot of people don't know in the upper right-hand corner, if you're using a Mac, any Mac, there's three little lines. And that's your notification center. And mm -hmm. so I check it in the morning and I check it at night. 
period, the end. I don't have FOMO, fear of missing out. It's like that can wait. And then the same thing on your phone is you want to set up your notifications. So when I get out of a meeting or like late at night, all my notifications are grouped together and I'm extremely intentional with what I want and what I don't want because it's just noise. It just takes that time. Even if you're swiping, think of how many times you swipe and delete when like you don't need that anyway. So setting up your notifications. The other thing that is, which I didn't mention this yesterday, Annette and I were both on a an, another online summit, but Apple Pay is saving people from a lot of fraud. Even yesterday, somebody stole my credit card on a parking skimmer. It happens to me every month, I feel like. <laughs> you are like a magnet for this type of stuff. Seriously. I know. Seriously. I have different for everything. Um, but setting up your Apple Pay and then also the other thing, the big thing is setting up your energy saver so that when you're you walk away from your computer, it really the battery of your computer and the life of your computer will be a lot longer if you set the energy saver up. Date and time is my favorite, where you announce the time on the hour, every hour. You can pick the voice. And then I have that on my laptop and every time it goes off, it stops people and they're like, because it's a man's voice. It's like, it's five o'clock. <laughs> and people are yeah. kind of like it because I don't have to be looking at the time, but it is just great. You have to remember to turn that stuff off, stuff off if you're in a meeting. I don't know where that's at. So you're going to have to show me because you said it. So I don't know. Yeah. But I like it. So. System preferences and then go in date and time. And then the the most important thing, last but not least, is time machine. You want to set up your time machine because if you lose something or your computer crashes or something happens or you spill water on it or coffee or beer, if you don't have it backed up appropriately mapping to time machine, which is a hard job or a time capsule. Yeah, which I have, uh, I have right here. Well, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can't lift it because I don't want to unplug it and mess it up. But it's just a small little box. I, yeah, I got a new one because I have more pictures and stuff. And with us doing events, we have more pictures. But it's definitely, and it just runs all the time. It's not expensive at all, but it's super important to have. Yeah. yeah so that's the main high level of things that you would want to look at. And again, you want to do it for all your apps. Do Every time you download an app, Potty Train Your Brain, to go into the system preferences and the security preferences and make sure that you want that app running. If your location services is on, which people, we want it to be on. Like I need to use my GPS. But when your location services is turned on and you're downloading new apps, that is data that is being captured and gathered. And that's how they geofence and target market to you as a consumer. So like if I'm at Green Hills Mall and I go into Victoria's Secret and BB or, you know, whatever, they know where I'm going and they know where I'm shopping. Right. And it's a little bit freaky and manipulative, but at the same time as a marketer, it's so, so, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I get a double-edged sword for sure. Okay, so so one thing that makes me crazy is when someone opens their laptop or their computer... And they've got all of these files open on their... T- I swear, I think I'm going to have a heart attack when that happens. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because that's super... If you, I don't... This is the, the, as event planners, we have to be so organized to find things. And so systems are like... I mean, I have so many systems, which are it's the only way I can be productive to plan, you know, 15, 20 events a year. I mean, there's no way that we can. So why don't you talk a little bit about how... So to help someone not have like, you know, a hundred open app files on their desktop. Yeah. Well, so again, if you have a Mac, they have, you can have up to 30 desktops at once. And I'm not suggesting you do that. However, I will say that on your trackpad, like the little indention on your, if you have a laptop, like people think it's to open it. Really, that's where your thumb should go. And then if you swipe four fingers up on your trackpad, you'll be able to see all of your desktops open at once at the top. And that really takes the place of minimizing things. So you're not like, where is that? The shortcuts are incredible. You need to be shown one time. I do suggest writing it on a post-it note. That's the only time you're going to hear me say that and stick it on next to your desk, desktop. I- 
But after a week, you're, you'll be going four fingers right, four fingers up, four fingers down, two fingers. Like you don't. I like this one. Yes. So you can see all your apps that way. Yeah, it opens up all your apps. That's one of my favorites. So it's just incredible, like all these shortcuts. But the way that I work is like I organize all my desktops. So every morning, if I have seven meetings that day, I'm going to have seven desktops open. And on each desktop, I have what I need for each client, which is typically a Google Doc and their Dropbox. And you can slide over, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's just, again, from a productivity, you're not scrambling. You're not like, where do I need to open? Where do I need to close? Like, it's just a way to prepare yourself and then having the different projects on the different desktops from a productivity perspective and from a planner and a designer perspective. If you're not using that and you have a Mac, you need to reach out to me because it's life changing. (laughs) Sure. There's a lot of things. So you mentioned post-it notes. Why don't you talk about that? Because that's a really nice thing. I mean, look, if you saw the front of my computer, I have, I'm a post-it note girl. I know you're going to kill me, but I, they're, they're in front because I work on a desktop a lot and I need to see some things that I need to do today. So that's kind of little notes. And then I do them for that day and then I get rid of them and I, you know, so if it's something I have to remember to do and I put it in front of me, but you have a nicer solution and neater solution. <laughs> what are you talking about that? So we actually just, uh, Wonderlist was just purchased by Microsoft to do. Yeah, I love it. I use it a lot. You know, I like it, but I don't like the word Microsoft. So we actually moved it. I haven't used it since they purchased it. So I I can't comment on that yet. Yeah, it's not the same. And so we actually moved our project management system over to Trello. And I used Trello many years ago. They've upgraded. They made it a lot better. And I'm like you. I like to see things like the big picture. And so what we did is we made a board for each client or each event or, you know, whatever we're working on. We color coded everything. And within each board, which I would say that's like the same as like a manila folder or like a three ring binder. So you make these boards and it's like, this is my to-do list. This is Amanda's to-do list. This is Aja's to-do list. You know, we have all our team on there and then the client's to-do list and then the vendor's to-do list. And then we have a babysitting list, you know, things. (laughs) but the key, the real key to understanding any project management to-do list is a deadline. So like I'm constantly like for my personal stuff, I constantly say, Hey Siri, remind me in two hours to get the books, to take them to collective for tomorrow at five o'clock for a meeting. Right. And so, but you've got to She's going to do it. (laughs) Like you have to set like my reminders and my notes. I never touch them. Like typically it's me voice dictating. And when you set a deadline, it pops up. So if I'm out and about, which I haven't been lately and or traveling, which I normally travel a lot, I always say like, remind me at 10 p.m., remind me at 10 p.m. Because usually I'm home by 10 p.m. And then I can sit down and delegate where it all needs to go. So having a system instead of like writing things on a receipt and writing things on a post-it note and writing things. I watch my friends do it when they're driving with their kids in their car all the time. And it, I, I want to strangle them. I'm like... You have this little device where your phone is right there in your car. You can get it off of Amazon for 10 bucks. Voice dictate people. It is much, much more safe. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Annette knows this about me, but something personal, like my sister, she's had ALS for five years. We're so thankful that she's still with us, but she can't use any, like ALS takes control of all of your limbs. Yeah. So, it really makes you think, which she can't even talk that well either. But if your hands are tied up or you couldn't use your hands, but you could use your voice, what would you do? Right. And so I really try to encourage people to think about it because it's easy to grab a pen and a post-it note, but how are you, how do you stay organized like that? You know, like it's fine if you're putting like little post-it notes and then just for today, and then you're going to throw it away. But that is, not best practices in terms of like delegating and growing a company, you know? So I yes, is there a way that you can copy them or how does it work? As I saw in a, a PowerPoint that you did the other day where you had pictures of the power, how does that work? 
Where I copy what? The post-it notes. So is there a way to, where do you go to get those? Like, don't they come up on your computer? Yes. So there are post-it notes built in, sticky notes on your Mac. But I do want you to know those are not backed up. So I try to tell people, like, if it's going to be more like long-term to actually go to notes and start a note. Um, Notes and sticky notes are two different applications on all the Mac computers. Your phone doesn't have sticky notes. You can download a third-party app. Mm -hmm. But again, my whole thing is it has to be backed up. Anything and everything I'm doing has to be mapped to iCloud to be backed up. And yes, we use Dropbox. And yes, we use Google Drive. And yes, we use Carbonite. I'm a little psycho. But we use them for different things. And we share them with clients. But at the core of everything that we do, we all have Apple products. And so one of the strongest things with Apple, and no, I'm not paid by Apple, is how everything syncs. And when you're not taking advantage of that, and you don't know what you don't know until something bad happens, then you're going to learn to rely on iCloud every day. Right. One thing that's really good is having your emails in one place. Yes. Right. So I learned that I used to log into all different you know, years ago. So why don't you touch on that? Because I think that's really important having emails in one place. Pick one. Again, if you have Apple products, we we stream everything into Mac Mail. It's just like Outlook. You know, for those of you who are on Outlook, you can stream all of your emails into there. Just think of it as like a big shell. And then you're pulling everything in. So I literally have 10 different email addresses very strategically. We have a client email. We have a vendor email. We have an email for our co-working space. We have an email for trade shows. We have a junk email that I never check. We have an email specifically for all social media platforms so that I know when we're being spammed from a, a big list. And so you don't need to go to all your different Gmails or all your different Yahoo's or all your different network solutions and GoDaddy. You can pull all those in. And now Apple's made it really easy that if you add it to one device, when you go to your other devices and sit down, it's going to say, oh, we've imported a new mailbox. Would you like to do it here? Which is kind of a new feature because you used to have to set it up on every device and you want to, you know, test it, make sure people are like, it's not working. It's like, well, you, cause you have the wrong server port <laughs> and it's yeah. different for every, it's different yeah. for GoDaddy. It's different for network solutions is Gmail. Google makes it very easy. Google and Apple work very well together. Yeah, I can do it. Anybody can do it. So I can, you know, just add the emails to it. It's a really easy place to go. So talk about some of the apps that you love. And I know you're like an app junkie and you've hooked me up with so many great apps, but why don't you talk about some really great apps that can help people be really productive? Yeah. So my favorite is Marco Polo because it's a video texting app where a lot of times like emails and text messages, we need them as planners, but I only put facts in those, but people still misunderstand sometimes. So with Marco Polo, they can see my face and it helps you become better at video if you're practicing for video. And Marco Polo is free. I love Blog Easy because you can make videos and it edits for you. They've been going through a lot of updates and a lot of changes. It's a lot better now. That can save you a ton of time. I literally have like productivity folder on my phone. I can tell you all my favorite. Okay, so um, hold, I want to talk about Blog Easy for a second. So I used it a lot. She got me on. I'm like the worst with video, but I'm getting better. I, I love it. I mean, it's so good. Everybody should do video, but you know, I'm one of those girls that like to be behind the camera, not in front of it. So anyway, so Blog Easy is great because you can stop talking. And when you stop talking, it stops recording. So it will cut that piece out. So you can say something and you can say, hi, everybody, da, 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 da. Then you can look down, look at your notes. It won't write. So it jump cuts so that it automatically cuts out that section. And then you can kind of get your thoughts again. And then you can kind of jump back in to the, you know, but just be sure that when you stop talking, keep smiling all the time, because if you drop your face, it's going to drop your face, right? So it's going to change the, it'll catch that at the end of it. So you just have to kind of think about it. Once you get it down, it's really easy. And I love it. It's one of my favorites. So, all right. So what are your other apps? 
Well, really. And I mean, honestly, most of the stuff we use is free. Like I always encourage people to put Dropbox on your phone, put Google Drive, Doc Sheets, you know, Trello. I love good notes. So for people who like to just take notes, especially if you have the iPad with the pen, we do all of our timelines and our PDFs and good notes because you can like mark things off and it feels so good. I really like Evernote. Uh, a lot of people use Asana. There's Adobe Ideas. There's Slack. If you like Slack, Slack, same page, Trello, all pretty yeah. the same. But then when it comes to like photo apps and stuff, like I really love in stories because it helps me make stories for Instagram, which is where from a productivity perspective, like I don't have time to sit there and like do all this stuff so I can drop photos and videos into in stories and then export it. And then there is a an app to do the 15 second increments, which blog easy does do that. But cut story is free. And cut story is specifically to cut up the videos into 15 second increments for you. And from a product, again, from a productivity perspective, like I wouldn't do so many stories if I did not use blog easy cut story and in stories. So I get that question a lot from people because they're like, oh, what are you using? What is that? You know, and a lot of these things are built in like on your iPhone, you know, doing um, time lapse. Right. And it's just getting the, I know this probably all sounds overwhelming, but once you get the systems in place and you get a consistent pattern of doing it, it will just, it'll be easy. It'll be second nature. And I, I know it sounds like a lot, but, you know, Angela can help you get that all set up. And then one of the things that you always get on my case about is the password management. And, oh, my God. And that's just super important right now, especially. It's just, it's really crazy. So why don't you talk about the password management? There is an app called One Password, one which password. means you do have one vault password. But inside the vault, you can have your thousands of passwords. None of them are the same. They're all encrypted. I had my identity 100% completely stolen years ago. And, you know, this fraud thing happens to me often with the credit card because I travel a lot. But it is kind of like a running joke. Like, hey, I need a new card this month. Have two-factor authentication set up on your phone for all your cards. I know it's a little bit of annoying, but like you would rather catch it than lose $30,000 like I did. And it took me two months to get it back two Decembers ago, right around Christmas. Haha, ha, that was not fun. This yeah. someone just my business account. And so again, I've learned all these things the hard way. And so use a third party app that you pay for. You get what you pay for people. I think it's like three bucks a month to subscribe. You have it on your computer. You have it on your phone. So I love one password. There's also Dashlane, which is a new one. And the reason we started using Dashlane is you put all your passwords and your credit cards in there. And then like we have hired a new VA, a new virtual assistant in another country. I don't necessarily want to give her all my username and passwords. So right. with Dashlane, you hit a button, you give them certain levels, they can get into your stuff. And then once they're done with the project or you're not working with them anymore, you literally click a button and it takes access away immediately. So that's another awesome one. And some people use LastPass. I always get the question of, well, Keychain and Google save all my passwords. People, don't do that. First off, don't, don't do that on Google. There's too much, too many hackers on, on the Google platform. And then there's, if you ever have to reset your main Google password or your Keychain password or your Mac password, which has all happened to me, you lose everything. And so if you're relying on Keychain, which is built in, and Google, which is built in, usually I would say, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's secure. But when you reset it, it's all gone. So really stop and consider, again, don't wait for a tragedy to happen to you or for something to be stolen from you before you take action. Right. LastPass is good for people who don't use Apple products. Yeah. Yeah. From one of our viewers. Okay, great. That's so good. And... I don't do it. I know you're, I, I need, something's wrong with me. Because <laughs> I think you just think nothing's going to happen. And I have so many that it's crazy. So let's see, organize. So one thing that is so important, we're coming down, we're, this went by so fast and we're almost to the end here. But one thing that is really important is 
schedule everything. I tell everybody this, and I know you use a color-coded calendar and I do the same. I have my marketing and all my different kinds of meetings and stuff like that. But schedule, I schedule every single thing. I schedule my workouts. I schedule my dates with my boyfriend. I schedule every single call. I keep, even when a friend, I've had friends laugh at me when they say, let's, you know, let's talk. I have, you know, I have so many calls throughout the day and meetings that I have to schedule everything. So I think that's like really, really important. Otherwise, you're not going to be productive as productive as you should be. And that's going to, you know, it's going to hurt your business, right? And what that really stems from as well, even before scheduling everything is to time block. And so making sure that you are, are carving out chunks of time to focus. Right. Right. And that's the number one thing. The second thing is the reason we carve out chunks of time to focus on our clients is because that's how we bill. We track every hour and every time because that's how we're profitable. And that's how we teach people and educate them on the time that it takes behind the scenes. Now, most people don't even care. They're like, oh, you helped so-and-so or you did so-and-so. You know, we, we typically sell in 20 hour time blocks because that's usually what clients need. And then, of course, we'll do like consulting stuff here and there for people. But typically we take on the larger projects that are going to need at least 90 days to get up and going. And then we have to say no to the one offs because it's, it's not going to be anything long term where I can really make an impact. And then the second thing about color coding is to make sure that you have some balance in your life. Like I I get the question a lot, like, what would you go back and change if you could go back in time? You know, for 10 years, I was so self-absorbed in my business and it ran me. I didn't run it. And, you know, when my dad got sick and then my sister got sick and then my dad passed away, it's like, God, I just wish I had more time with, with him. But he was awesome and had crazy ass stories that I wanted to have a podcast. And we talked about it and talked about it. And then we never did it. And it's like, those are the things I regret because you can make more money, but you can't get your time back, people. And so quit over committing and quit saying yes to things that you don't want to do. And so when you, when you color code everything and I look at my week and, you know, we have red for meetings, green for billable time, blue for things I need to do at home, orange with my family and personal, you know, there's some weeks where it's very red. And the next week, like I need some me time. I need some family time. That also too is talking about, let's touch on work-life balance. You know, I think that's super important. I mean, as you know, event producers, we're just, it's kind of a little crazy and it's hard to do that, but I have to you know, force myself to definitely take time and really try not to work on the weekends. I don't do events mostly on the weekends. If I have an event, obviously I have stuff coming up, but I really try to focus on that. Kathy's asking, what do you use to track your time? My calendar, iCal. It's all on iCal, all of it. Now there is an, a great app that some of our 1099s use called Hours Keeper. Where yeah. I, use, I use that. Mm-hmm. I have my team use that. So that they can track their time so that I know how many hours they worked, what they worked on. We build the clients and I like it. It's, it's nice. You can, it, it's, if you forget to touch it, you know, if you start something, cause all of us are, and we're jumping around, but if you put the clients, it actually works quite well. Yeah. But after you get into a rhythm and you start to see, even if you start ready for this with paper and post-it notes and you put it like my sister and their family, she has this really pretty chalkboard in their kitchen And she needs to see it, you know, so her nurse will come in and like write out what's going on for the week. And then they erase it, you know, because they they literally have to take their schedule week to week for planners. We are sometimes planning out a year and a half in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I can't operate like that. So, you know, you have to do what's going to work for you, obviously. Right. Right. So we'll work. At the end of the hour, it's, I could talk forever because I love you to pieces, but everybody needs to get back to work. So but one thing I want to talk about is wedlock. I know that you created because as planners, we have a lot of pictures. And so talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So wedlock images came out of our audience. Like I had people that I was coaching and they know they can do bigger, better, more beautiful luxury events. And, but they just haven't had the opportunity. So they have the team, they have the means. I'm coaching them and consulting them on how to build the teams, how to execute for 500,000 people. But they just, they don't have the pitch. People have to see something before they'll actually believe. 
which I don't know why, but God has sent me clients over the years where it's like, I've never done that before, but you know what? I can draw it. I can dream it up. I can do it. And we hardly ever do the same thing twice. Right. That's just kind of what we're known for. That's taking risks. It can be highly stressful and it's not always exactly what I pictured, but we always make it perfect with the amount of time that we have. Right. With Wedlock, some of my clients were like, well, I'm just purchasing iStock photos or Adobe stock photos. I'm like, Shutterstock photos. I'm like, what? Like yeah. those are not real things. And they're photo shoots. They're fake people. And yeah. so they're fake people. They are. And it's, it's not realistic. I mean, oh, that's a whole different topic. So yeah. But I'm just like, it, you can make a, a photo shoot look amazing, but how do you execute that for a thousand people or 500 people or 300 people, 300 people? So some of my girls were like, we wish we could just use some of your designs. I'm like, well, why can't you? I guess you're very generous about that. Yeah. And so that spiraled a whole new business for us because, you know, we were testing a lot. And then there were some photographers that came to me that said, you know, these are my images. And I'm like, well, I paid you for those are my, for me, it's not about images, it's design. And I pay for those. And so one hard thing I've learned is not all photographers want credit online. And so now, you know, every photographer with every image, they have to sign something. And we've had to get the policies really tight. So for example, when people are purchasing these images, which we sell them kind of like on Etsy with presets for photos, like you can get 30-ish images for different color palettes for horizontal vertical. You can use it on your Pinterest your Instagram and your Facebook. It's they're not expensive. They're not expensive. The one yeah, thing it's that, like, yeah, the one thing that they're great for is so I coach event planners on how to start an event planning business without making costly mistakes because when I started, nobody was there for me, and it was you know of course we all make mistakes along the way, but I'm really passionate about helping people start their businesses, and so I now because if you're starting a business, you don't have pictures. So, you know, the minute you put it out, I've referred to one of my clients here is Gilda's on here and she said she loves it, but it's such a great little thing. You can add, even if you've bought like, I don't know, what is it? $20 for 10 of them or something. And you, you can use those for your website. It's a great way to get something on your website before you even have any clients. So I think it's great. And I love that you did that. Okay. That's what I mean. You're all, you're doing so many different things. All right. So we're down to the end and I don't want to go, but please tell everybody where they can reach you. If they need any productivity help, your video tips, all of that get shit done stuff. Can you talk to them? Tell everybody how they reach you. So we have some free resources. We have a podcast, Business Unveiled. You can go to businessunveiled.com and, and, you know, iTunes, Spotify, we're all over the place, Stitcher. And then gsdcreative.com. That's our productivity company. Specifically for weddings and events, it's under angelaprofit.com. So we've broken our brands out a little bit. And then, of course, I have a YouTube channel um, under Angela Profit that has a ton of free videos. I have a whole productivity series. And if you're not on my email list, you can sign up at AngelaProfit.com. We send out the podcast every Tuesday. And every Thursday, we send out a video tip on productivity. Right. And so Debbie just asked, where do you store your pictures? Well, we got one more question, but where do you store your pictures? And I know the answer because I love it and I use it. So since we were talking about Wedlux, and that's W-E-D-L-U-X, how do they get, is it .com or how do they get to that? Yes, it's wedluximages.com. Images.com. Okay. So where do you store your pictures? Pictures. So there's a couple things to know, not only storing, but organizing. And then if you have high-res pictures, we used to use Dropbox. We don't because it would shrink the images based on how much space we had. So we've been using an app called Smug Mug for years. It was really geared for photographers. But as a planner, we organize by by country, by city, by client, by color. And I mean, like Annette, we manage about 50,000 photos a month. Like, especially now, it's more business, con- it's, it's content creation. And so we're helping people manage. And so Smug Mug, I think it's like 150 bucks a year, but... It's, it's unlimited storage. You can, another little thing with photos, there's a free app called Name Changer for the Mac that you can download on your computer and, and put your name in every image before you put it on Pinterest or put it out there. 
because when people are stating the image, like these photographers give some long, crazy name, you want people to know where the image came from. So oftentimes I'll make sure that my name is in there as the planner designer or the creator. And then I'll put the photographer's name in there as well. If they are a contributing partner to our web looks, not again, not everybody wants the same thing, but we actually have photographers reaching out to us now saying, Hey, I want to submit our images. And we're also getting it from other planners now. Yeah. And so we're, you know, building this huge, it, it just started with some of my stuff, but now it's like a way bigger thing because it's such a good thing in our industry. It is. And the nice thing about it is since I'm paperless, I had someone sit through an intern through the whole summer and download all my pictures from when I was born till now. And so, but you can private, you can set things to be private. So I don't have my baby pictures and my high school pictures and, you know, the 80s and all that. I don't have that showing, but it's in my portfolio for Smug Mug. And, and then you can share the link for Smug Mug to your, with, to your clients. So that even if you don't have all your pictures on your website, which is a lot to put on, you can share that link and then they can go in when you're, you know, showing clients your work. So I think it's a really great way to show your work. Everything is in here. So again, when you set things up on the back end, just like Google Drive and Dropbox, same thing with Smug Mug. We've got weddings, events, destinations, conferences, education, production, consulting, team, which is private. My own family stuff private. Our floor plans are private. So you really, really just have to set up a process and it feels so good to like dump it all in and get it off your phone. That's a good thing. Another thing is you don't want to dump. So you know how... um, They take pictures and they take pictures of a whole bunch of people. And, you know, they're going to take 400 pictures of the wedding. You don't need to put all 400 uh, 400 pictures on the smug mug because no one wants to see. They really want to see your work and the decor and some fun element to it. So you only need maybe 30, 40 pictures of something fun that shows how what your work is and stuff like that. So keep that in mind. It does take a little longer um, to go through it. but. That's why you hire someone to help and do all that, put all that in place. I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on this call. And thank you. I just love you. Love you bunches. Thank you for having me and everyone. Thank that you. So much. Yeah, exactly. Thank you everyone for joining us. Bye everyone. Bye.